using Indeed. protests Advanced. policy. Protesting there is a difference to change between public policy is problematic. Uh, you heard it from the mouth of the dictator. Uh, and and you know, saying we're not going until this has changed uh, in a way that is massively disruptive uh, and potentially You heard dangerous. it from the mouth of the uh, Why is this frozen? Public policy to change and we're trying to convince... Refresh? Is it? Is this... This is, I've been glitching and I don't know why. Let's just see in small. Here we go. Tests to, here we go. Demand uh, they changes can stop to public policy um, is something back. that that I think is 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 worrisome. Using protests to what? demand change um, to public policy so is something that you although, find worrisome. Sorry, to a certain that's no, the definition of a dictator. If you are protesting that the government is you know shutting down a, a safe injection site or something, you are asking for changes in in public. Uh, I don't know what's going on. All right, let's end that. Uh, Boomer Tech is right. No, it's not. This is not me anymore. This is. I blame Twitter. I blame the interwebs. I'm joking. It's. It's. Uh, who cares? Um, what's up? Saturday morning, and um, I consider it. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I consider it to be like one of the darkest days in Canada, and it's it's the darkest day for Canada in my lifetime. Without a question, I uh, forty. I'm going to be forty-four in May. Um, in my lifetime, what has been a darker day for the future of Canada than what occurred yesterday? I can't think of any. And it's it's tough to stomach. It's tough to digest. It's tough to make sense of. And most importantly, it's it's tough to understand. The people cheering this on, the people relishing in this, not just not just Trudeau, liberal sycophants, people who think this ends with their enemies. Uh, so for those of you who have not yet heard, uh, this is uh, what's the date today? It's about a year to the day that Justin Trudeau came in with an iron fist of fury. After a little over three weeks of not even bothering to talk with protesters who drove across the country to exercise their God-given right to protest. People seem to forget that although we have a charter of rights, uh, they refer to, let, let, me, let me see if I can pull it up. They refer to rights that are God-given rights. Uh, sorry, the entire charter is to be understood under the supremacy of God, something along those lines. The word God comes into it. The word God comes into it because our charter of rights was crafted off of the American Constitution. I mean, I don't know if it was like literally like they said, hey, let's, that's a good idea, let's copy it, but it was inspired. Freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, freedom of mobility, freedom of conscience, freedom of speech. Uh, apparently we have none of those anymore. And, and I'm, I, I, people are going to say I'm being hyperbolic and I'm being a, a rage farmer. We have none of those anymore, at least we in Canada. And, and to, a set, to a certain extent, the rest of the world, this is a global descent into tyranny being ushered in by people who don't understand what they're sacrificing. I should have mentioned, geez, Keith Wilson is not coming today. We're, he's going to be on Monday. Uh, timing wasn't going to work out today. And plus, I'm not, not going to be good company. We have a charter of rights. Supremacy of God, we have these rights that cannot be violated except in as much as can be uh, you know, 
reasonably justified in a free and democratic society. You know what? I have to bring it up. <laughs> Let's go read the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Let me bring this up here. Here we go. Let me bring it up. It's, it's law. It's a law in Canada. And, and we see what law on paper uh, looks like in reality. Here, let's just the, the Constitution Act, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Are we looking at the same thing? We are. Whereas Canada is founded upon principles that recognize the supremacy of God and the rule of law. We have neither. Uh, let me. Re- I wouldn't be surprised if, if Justin Trudeau tries to amend that and put in the supremacy of Trudeau, the supremacy of government. You know, he, he he'll just put a he'll do it benevolently. The supremacy of government. It's not about me. It's about government and the rule of law, the rule of law, which is now ratified and sanctioned, the extrajudicial freezing of bank accounts, the violent suppression of peaceful protest. No, no, that's it. It's 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 uh, okay. We're going to get there. So this is the a little over the year anniversary of Justin Trudeau coming down with a fist of fury. Oh, he didn't bring in the military. He just brought in armored vehicles, snipers, a militarized RCMP, Sudbury police, Sûreté de Québec, OPP. Oh my, he, he didn't bring in the military. Understand that, people. He did, I, we're not, what we're not doing, we're not bringing in the military. We're just bringing in RCMP, armed, uh, batons, uh, riot gear, horses that stomp and trample 81-year-old indigenous women, snipers on rooftops, drones. There was the RCMP, the Ontario Provincial Police, I think the OPS, Ontario Police Services, Sudbury Police, Sûreté de Québec. Oh, but he didn't have the military, so he didn't violate our rights. So it's a year, a little over a year to the day that Trudeau, after having spent three weeks hiding, from COVID, hiding in British Columbia, not engaging one lick with the protesters, just to, just to talk. I mean, these are his citizens, after all. These are the citizens he's supposed to be governing. Doesn't, doesn't engage whatsoever, looks for the pretext to invoke the Emergencies Act, does it, beats up veterans, cuffs them, arrests people, puts people in pretrial detention for months for nonviolent mischief charges. Um... Invokes the Emergencies Act. We have a six-week hearing. It was actually more because they had policy after the six weeks of evidence. Uh, Commissioner Rouleau yesterday issued his final report. I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing. It's 2,000 pages. It's four volumes of... Pe- let, me just, let me just show you what it looks like. Divide, conquer. Make sure nobody's ever going to read this thing. Although, you know, between everybody on the internet, we'll get the important parts. That's part one. Here we go. Look at this. Just, just, no, it's just here. Final report, people. Here, go ahead and download it. Volume one, volume two, volume three, three megabytes, by the way, two megs, three megs, four, volume five, seven megs, policy papers. Enjoy reading it. We just take the two meg one. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Sorry, that was, uh, let me just take the two, the two meg one. And let's, I've lost my window. How, how many pages is, is just, Oh, this one's only a, a cool 273 pages. So a little, just, you know, a couple of 2,000 page volume thing. You know, you, know what it, you know what the conclusion it came to? Justin Trudeau met the threshold 
of invoking the Emergencies Act to quell, to violently suppress the most peaceful, joyous protest Canada had ever seen. And I think the world. Is the wind, is it, this is, hold on a second. Okay. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. In my, what do I know? Oh, by the way, are, so before I get into my correction, I like to make my corrections more public than my mistakes. Are we currently streaming on locals? If I refresh. Okay, so it says no, yes, and no. So I get, I get two no, one no, three yeses. I don't see myself, however. Okay, so I'm gonna, let me just try to figure something out on. It's good, good. I can't see anything, but people say it's good. So, okay. So we're actually simultaneously streaming on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Good. It looks like it's working on Locals. I can't see myself on Locals, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Let me see that we're good on Rumble. The death of Canada. We're good on Rumble. And let me see where else we should be good. I didn't put the link to Rumble in YouTube. Give me one second. I, I knew I forgot something. I was, I was a little, I was a little um, d depressed. Is the word? I mean, it's, it's there's there's no silver lining to this. Link to Rumble. And I'm not trying to be dramatic and hyperbolic, and I'm not going to cry like uh, Akila. Obviously, after Hillary Clinton lost, this is, this is, I mean, people don't know what they've just sacrificed. People don't know what they're ushering in and people don't know uh, and don't appreciate what just happened because there was a protest that lasted three weeks in downtown Ottawa that upset some people because of honking horns and people have just willingly relinquished their most fundamental God-given rights. Oh, but it'll stop with those pesky, racist, xenophobe, uh, transphobe, extremist truckers. It'll stop there. And, and Justin Trudeau's uh, internet streaming censorship is going to stop at broadcasters. All right, so let's do the first thing of the day, which is going to be something of a correction. Now, there was a, um, a claim being made on Twitter that Justice Rouleau had family ties to uh, Justin Trudeau. Let me make sure that we're seeing the same thing. We are. So there was, there was a claim that Justin's aunt married a Pierre Rouleau, whose brother was Paul Rouleau, who is the Commissioner Rouleau. Call me late to the game where I didn't hear this or appreciate this, uh, and I was heard this yesterday or read it yesterday, and so I go to fish into this, uh, not knowing the debate apparently had already been had on the interwebs. And sure enough, there are, uh, there is information that back in the day, here you go, you got it here. Uh, I can't bring that up any bigger, but Eyes Rouleau, Pierre Rouleau, sister of Pierre Trudeau. And then you have on another website, a family tree, which indicates a Paul Pierre Rouleau. And people made the connection, as did I. Then what happens is, you go and you Google around, and then you see people referencing a Wikipedia page that had been altered 
after this information was public to remove this information. And you have people showing a screen grab of Wikipedia with the entry, Commissioner Paul Rouleau is the brother of a man who married Justin Trudeau's aunt. Um, and people share that. Then you see that that Wikipedia entry was apparently deleted. And then you say, oh, they deleted it. Or the, the reflex is one of two things. Oh, it's deleted because it's true. And now this is part of the cover-up. Or it was deleted because it was based on the same misunderstanding, misapprehension of um, people wrongly concluding that a Pierre and Paul Rouleau of old are the same as the Pierre and Paul Rouleau who Pierre married. Tr All right. And so I tweeted, um, this, this is uh, insidious corruption. And I'll correct myself if this information is inaccurate. And I will correct myself. And this, it's not a question of pride. It's a question of accuracy. And it's a question of if you have said something which turns out not to be accurate, the correction in as much as humanly possible has to be uh, more broadcast and more vocal than the error itself. While if I were a Snopes uh, fact checker at this point, I would say that this is false, maybe at best bordering on unconfirmed because we're dealing with like internet information wars where people who say this is false show a screen grab uh, of an obituary of another Rouleau, the Rouleau apparently who married Justin Trudeau's aunt. Um, and they say, look, it's, it's fake because here's, an, here's a screen grab that shows that it's fake. And you have like battle of the screen grabs battle of the digital information in terms of accuracy. But by all accounts, it, it does look like it's a mistake between people bearing the same name. Rouleau is not exactly the most uncommon French-Canadian last name. And there's no necessarily even distant familial ties between Paul Rouleau, the commissioner, his brother, who seems to have been a Pierre Rouleau, Justin Trudeau's aunt, who married a Pierre Rouleau, but not necessarily the same Pierre Rouleau. So at the very least, unconfirmed, but probably more bordering on a confusion among names. And so, mea culpa correction issue. So the corruption doesn't lie in familial, albeit distant connections, to the extent that it's actually not true, although potentially still true. It doesn't lie there. You know where it does lie? Oh, a little, a little, a little more directly than that. This is from Brian Lilly, who works for the Toronto Sun and not the Toronto Star. Lilly, don't use inquiry to sweep Emergencies Act failings under rug. Oh, don't, they did that, Lilly. It's done. Not only did they use the Emergencies Act to sweep the failings under the rug, they ratified the government incompetence that led to the government invoking the nuclear weapon of legislation to violently suppress a peaceful protest. But that's, just, that's where we're going to get there. Right now, we're talking about the Commissioner Hulo, who does not seem to be the brother of the uncle-in-law to Justin Trudeau. Uh, the, 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 it's not a familial corruption. It's just a political one. Listen to this. Paul Rouleau, appointed to the bench in 2002 by Paul Martin Liberal Government, isn't simply someone who made a small donation or two or went to a cocktail fundraiser with a client working as a lawyer. He actually worked for the Liberal Party in the past. In 1983, he was part of John Turner's leadership campaign to take over when Pierre Trudeau announced his retirement. Hmm. Rouleau then had a hand in helping pick Turner's cabinet once he won leadership and is described in various media reports as either his executive assistant or, or appointments secretary in media reports from that era. Rouleau could be completely impartial. Sure, he could if he does his job right. Or he could do what the government wants, which is look at everything but government actions which isn't what the which isn't what the part of the emergency act mandating an inquiry calls for 
Okay, so there, here we go. So, um, yeah, it, it seems that the corruption does not come from familial relations, although it, it might still. It comes from much more immediate and much more direct political affiliations. Uh, may, maybe he can be impartial. Maybe he can. May, so, correction number one, and I said I would correct myself if the information turned out to be inaccurate. It looks like there is not the familial relation that some people thought there was. And the, oddly enough, in this era of digital information warfare, Wikipedia entries and deletions can be weaponized in both ways where people can go and add something wrong or false to a Wikipedia entry. But then when people see that wrong or false entry being deleted, they think it's deleting a true entry. And the, the destabilizing of society and information itself um, takes effect. The corruption is just pure political corruption. Political ties, political affiliation, political support, and lo and behold, Justin Trudeau went from having to have a press conference in which he probably would have had to announce his resignation to being empowered to do exactly what he did a year ago, violate every one of our most sacred fundamental rights and get the ratification of a, of a government inquiry conducted by a partisan uh, commissioner with political ties to the very party that he was investigating. Nothing to see here. Let me see this here. Brad Raymond, Viva Fry, do you want to bet that nowhere in the report where there'll be any criticism of Trudeau, Trudeau's early and off, uh, often divisive and insulting rhetoric? Hey, dude, I, I, can't, I can't read that. Unless they put that 2,000-page thing on audiobook, I'll get the highlights, which we're going to go over now. Oh, let's just get some, let's get some chats. Foregone conclusion and show trial justification. Stick. Here's my problem with that. I did, I did not think it was a for. I thought it was a foregone conclusion that it would be a slap on the wrist. I, I, I thought it was a foregone conclusion it would be a slap on the wrist, but a reprimand, a very stern worded. Don't just use the Emergencies Act to do willy nilly. You have to exhaust all of. Anybody who watched the bloody inquiry knows that it's a, it's a, it's a bloody joke. They admitted every element of authority, every aspect of government admitted they had existing laws that were sufficient to, to put an end to this protest. They could have gone to the courts to get an injunction. They could have invoked the criminal code to arrest people, to remove trucks. Every, every element of government acknowledged they had the tools required to end that protest, even in the absence of some form of negotiation and discussion. But tyrants don't negotiate, tyrants don't discuss, and tyrants don't lower themselves to the filth of the citizenry that they, that they, that they rule over. You know, un unless there's virtue signaling points to come out of it. There was, a, there was another, another super chat that I missed here. Let me see if this one. Sancho, relaxo. Anyone here actually believe Beta Boy actually takes the State Department's call on all of these. It's all deputy banderista people. Come on. Everyone who watched that um, inquiry saw they were the, the violence that they talked about was perceived violence. You heard the Ottawa authorities perceived violence, microaggressions. It was a joke. From the beginning, it was an obvious conclusion. It should have been from the outcome. 
what what irritates me now is everybody's saying, oh, it was a show trial from the beginning. Everyone knew that. No, hey, maybe I maybe I'm dumb or maybe I'm even more naive than I think I am. Just, no matter how cynical I get, I'm still being naive. It wasn't what was foregone is that there had to be a sanction for this rule for this invocation of the emergency act. There had to be because if there were not going to be, it's the end of freedom in Canada. And lo and behold, it's the end of freedom in Canada. And I'm not exaggerating. Look, look, hold on. Let's just let's just hear it from the mouth of the dictator himself. Oh, no, we, we got the using protest. Let me, let's just hear it from the mouth of the dictator himself. Where is it? Tabarnouche. I, 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 look, I, I opened the thing. I had... Okay, Lawton, Lawton, Justin Trudeau. Here we go. Here we go. Let's listen to this. Let's break this down. Well, maybe we'll go through the full seven minutes of it as, as, much, as much as it will make people barf. I'll, 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 I'll say what I was going to say afterwards. Here, let's go. Bonjour tout le monde. Bonjour tout le monde. Je suis ici aujourd'hui avec la vice-première ministre Freeland. Look at the face of someone who got away with political murder. Whether or not he knew from the beginning, this, is a, this speech could have been one of two things. A resignation in shame at having violated the sanctity of a free and democratic society or a victory lap. And he's going to be so gracious in victory as abusers typically are. Look at all of them. Look at Mendocino in the back. I can't believe it happened. I can't believe we got away with it, people. Mendocino, who lied about the RCMP asking the federal government to invoke the Emergencies Act. Look at that. Look at that smug smirk in the back. We did it. We killed Canada. Blair, Mendocino. Je commençais par remercier le I'm commissaire Paul Rouleau et tous les gens qui ont participé et travaillé pour faire aboutir who, who le rapport de la commission sur l'état d'urgence. We Stop it. An abuser taking credit for something that he has no right to take credit for. We were very clear from the beginning that we were going to call the... What did he say here? Let me see. ...act included the... We were very clear from the beginning that invoking the Emergencies Act included the launch of a public inquiry to look at how and why we got there. The, the mentality of an abuser. We were very clear that invoking the Emergencies Act would include an inquiry. No, you weren't, Trudeau. It's in the law. It had nothing to do with your benevolence. And you tried to limit the scope of the commissioner's um, investigation. You tried to limit what the commissioner was going to look into because you were, I guess you didn't know the fix was in back then. You don't get to take credit for this. You didn't do it as an act of benevolence. It was in the legislation itself. I, not even, I suspect you knew at the time it was going to happen. But imagine... This abusive tyrant now taking credit for the transparency, saying we were always going to we, we were I was clear that it was going to you were going to investigate my it's in the law. It was always in the law. This was an essential step to ensure transparency and accountability. It wasn't an essential. It wasn't an, an essential step. It was a baked in legislative step. Oh, but he's, he's I did it. I ordered the investigation into myself because I'm a I'm not a tyrant. I'm the most transparent person ever. During the inquiry, 
I welcome the opportunity to appear and to answer the Commission's questions, as did all my colleagues. And you perjured yourself for the entire world to see, Justin. You think, we, you think we're dumb? That we don't remember the insults and the slurs that you hurled against Canadians? Those people are putting us all at risk. Oh, these people who are anti-vax, they're, they're anti-science, they're ils sont souvent misogynes. They're, they're oftentimes misogynist. Those women who don't want to take a jibby jab because it might interfere with their period, they're misogynists. Ils sont souvent extremists. They're, they're oftentimes extremists. And we have to ask ourselves as a society, do we tolerate these people? Oh, but they, but they take up, they take up space. Oh, no. And then you get up in front of Commissioner Rouleau and lie under oath about having never called Canadians names. Oh, yeah, we saw your testimony, Trudeau. The work of the Commission and everyone involved was very important, not only to better understand what happened a year ago, but to have a roadmap going forward for any future government. Do you understand what he just said? Not just to understand what happened, but to set out or lay out the groundwork for any future government. You know what that groundwork is now? Declare a protest illegal. You can invoke the Emergencies Act. You can freeze bank accounts. That's the roadmap, people. You know what that roadmap looks like? It looks like the roadmap to 2030. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's conspiracy theory, right? I can't, can't talk about the Great Reset, Agenda 2030. Oh, yeah, we can because we now know that it's an actual thing. Let's just hear it again. Let's just hear it again because it's, it's so beautiful to the ears. Understand what happened a year ago. We need to understand what happened. have important, not only to better understand what happened a year ago, but to have a roadmap going forward. Look at Christopher Freeland. For any future government. Look at Christopher Freeland's face. A roadmap. Yes, going the roadmap. The ro for any future government. You got the roadmap. It's a roadmap to the basic dictatorship of China that you envy so much, Justin. You got that roadmap. He's telling us. He's telling you in real time, this is the future of Canada. You get a petty tyrant in power who doesn't feel that he needs to listen to or negotiate or compromise with the very people he was elected to represent, that he's paid to represent. When he decides it's an illegal protest, well, then you can get the shit kicked out of you. You can get your bank accounts frozen with absolutely no recourse. And understand this. Commissioner Rouleau ratified the extrajudicial freezing of bank accounts. He ratified it. He said it's an inconvenient fact that it also, you know, captures spouses of people who are at the protest, as if that's the, as if that's the, the biggest problem. Ratified. Ratified tyranny. It's a roadmap for future governments. Yes, it is. Today, the Public Order Emergency Commission stated that the very high threshold to invoke the Emergencies Act was met. Oh, the very high threshold. Bouncy castles, hockey playing, on four blocks of downtown Ottawa. It was met. That's the threshold, people. The, the, the threshold has been met. That's the threshold. Enjoy the hell we are collectively ushering in. He found that what we experienced last year was a national emergency that threatened the security of Canadians. A national emergency geolocated to downtown Ottawa that threatened the security of Canadians because of, let's even call it a disruptive protest, an extensive, an extended disruptive protest. Geolocated in Ottawa was a national security.
You know, it reminds me, for any, who's seen the movie The Jerk? When Steve Martin is at the fair and he's talking about like, you know, step right up, you can win a prize. Anything on this wall, anything on this wall in between these two panels, anything in this small area located between the toothpaste and... Yeah, it was a national emergency. What was geolocated in downtown Ottawa posed a national security. And you know how the judge might have gotten to the national security issue? Diagonal. We'll get there. We'll get there. A national security threshold had been met because of a protest, an extended disruptive protest, geographically limited to downtown Ottawa, Parliament Hill. The roadmap has been set, people. Our job as a government is always to keep people safe, and invoking the Emergencies Act was the necessary thing to do to remove the threat and to protect people. Oh, the threat. The threat of the protest. Because you remember little little liar in the back there, Mendicino, said that the truckers were threatening women with rape. You, you remember that? I remember that. I can't. I couldn't get all these clips lined up, but trust me. And, and if I make a mistake, I'll correct myself. Mendicino, in a, in, a, in a line of questioning with Raquel Dancho, said that the protesters were threatening women with rape. And Raquel Dancho, at the time, I didn't, one of the things I correct myself on, I didn't know that she was being facetious or uh, ironic, said, well, how could you have let us, how could you have let women members of parliament walk among these 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 rapist protesters, I was it was so dangerous. How could you put us all at risk like that, Mendicino? I didn't realize that she was being sarcastic. The, the threat, the threat that these protesters posed. Crime went down in Ottawa during the protest. I was there. I saw it. I never felt safer walking in downtown Ottawa than when that protest was going on. The homeless people were getting fed. Sidewalks were getting salted. This is Orwellian fabricating reality to justify tyranny. Sorry. We've all been through a lot over these past years. Yeah, some of us more than others, Justin. Some of us more than others. And I'm not including myself in that. I've, I've been through a lot, but other people have been through much more. Oh, we've all been through a lot. I had to cross into my Quebec summer home. Uh, when interprovincial travel was 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 when I disallowed interprovincial travel, I felt very bad breaking those rules. Hey, hey, Justin, we've all been through a lot. One of your one of your liberal ministers or whoever the heck that guy was went to St. Bart's for Christmas with a pre-recorded video of how Canadians are going to have to celebrate Christmas differently this year, and he published that pre-recorded video telling Canadians that they were going to have to celebrate Christmas differently this year while he was sunbathing in St. Bart's. Doug Ford met with his daughters while other Canadians were not allowed to meet with their kids. Oh yeah, we've all been through a lot, but some of us have been through more than others. We're all in this together, but some of us are in it more together than others. Rich or poor, it's good to be rich and it's good to be part of the political, the political elite. Canadians have been stressed, faced real financial challenges and lost loved ones. No, we have not been stressed and faced real financial challenge. You have stressed us. You have subjected us to financial challenge, challenges. And you and your provincial counterparts prevented us from being with loved ones while they died. Nothing can be more inhumane than that. So, no, it didn't just happen, 
Trudeau. You did it. And then when people protested about what you did to them, you didn't listen to them. You didn't talk to them. You didn't meet with them. You didn't bring in the military. You just brought in your goon squad to beat the ever-loving piss out of them. And you just got away with it. Many people came to Ottawa because they were hurting and wanted to be hurt. Yeah, and you know what? You hurt them more and you didn't listen to them. In our country, everyone has the right to protest peacefully. That's a fundamental right that government will always defend. Until it decides it no longer wants to defend it. Until it decides that violence is microaggressions. Violence is the perception of violence. Until it decides that uh, occupying a street, parking, parking cars is no longer peaceful. Then they will come in and beat the shit out of you. Oh, I'm sorry. And they did. Chris Deering. I remember I was at the protest and I saw a big burly trucker sobbing his eyes out. I remember the street because it was down. So you went, it was, there, was, there was the Cenotaph, the Wellington, and I was all the way down on the other end, a big burly trucker at the back of his rig sobbing. And I, and I was doing the on the street interviews and I wanted to ask him what was going on, but it was not, it, it was not a time where a human wanted to be seen in the public, let alone in, in, in live. He was sobbing because that was the day I found out afterwards that um, the government had, had beat the ever-loving piss out of Chris Deering, a, a veteran who is 140 pounds soaking wet. Like, he, about my, uh, I think he might have been, been a little shorter than me, but I interviewed him. Assaulted, handcuffed, lost one of his medals, hauled off like a bag of trash out of Ottawa into the outskirts, and then left in the winter snow. You know, that's... That's, 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 that's Justin Trudeau's Canada. Ratified. Commissioner Rouleau ratified it. Here in Ottawa, people are used to political activity and protests on Parliament Hill. Yeah, when it's BLM and stuff that they like. When it's BLM, trans rights, gay, they, oh, they're, they're, they're cool with that. But when they're not cool with it, uh, Emergencies Act. But as the commissioner said, lawful protests descended into lawlessness, culminating in a national emergency. <laughs> Streets were blockaded in our capital city for weeks, causing serious harm to families and small businesses. Small businesses. Can you imagine this pathological abuser? The three weeks of protest caused financial harm to the small businesses, not the year and a half of lockdowns, or a year, whatever, that led to those protests. When the government locks you down and causes you financial harm, it's for the greater good. When there's three weeks of protest, it, it's, 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 it's violence. And by the way, any one of those businesses that had stayed open during the protest would have done gangbuster business. No one was breaking windows, unlike other protests. No one was, no one was spray painting walls, unlike other protests. No one was shouting obscenities. Maybe they were saying, you know, F Trudeau. Any business that would have stayed open would have done gangbuster business. But the government... Ottawa told them to shut down. And the ones that didn't, cafe, uh, I'm going to forget the name of the cafe. They, 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 they sick their goons on them. Aux frontières, à plusieurs endroits du pays, Aux frontières on the border. les barrages nuisaient notre économie et mettaient en danger la sécurité publique. So uh, at, the, at the borders, at, at several places across the country, blockades uh, were causing problems and interfering with our economy. You know what the problem is? 
liar, liar, pants on fire, Trudeau, all of those blockades were resolved by the time you invoked the Emergencies Act. Even the one at the Windsor Bridge was resolved by the time Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act. This came out at the hearing. And you know how the one at the Windsor Bridge was resolved? Oh, no Emergencies Act. They went to court and got a bloody injunction. No. So And now history will be rewritten for the ignorant. And the ignorant, the unaware, the willfully blind are going to say he had to do it to free up the border. The border blockings had been resolved. The Windsor blockade had been resolved via court order because all measures required to resolve the issue existed currently under the law. Hence, item number one to invoking the Emergencies Act had not been met. Par exemple, à chaque jour au pont ambassadeur, for example, every day, de every day at the Ambassador Bridge, de qui entre Windsor et Detroit. millions of dollars or billions of dollars, millions of dollars of merchandise crosses the border between Windsor and, and Michigan, or Windsor and Michigan, yeah. De famille et d'emploi dépendent de la circulation de ces marchandises. Uh, families and businesses and employment relies on the, on the free flow of this merchandise. That's just, you know where I'm going with the punchline here. Le fait de bloquer ce pont the, the, the act of blocking it was unacceptable. Hey, you know what the problem was, Trudeau? It had been resolved by the time you invoked the Emergencies Act via a court injunction. Hey, it's, isn't it, isn't it a, a, a bloody miracle that, you know, uh, Lexi Lee, the plaintiff there for the class action lawsuit, she went to get an injunction uh, to stop the honking of the horns. The government never went to court to try to get an injunction to order the removal of, of, of trucks to order people knowingly parked there to, to move their trucks or face um, contempt. They, ne they never did that. Why would they never have done that? It, it's almost like, it's almost like everything Justin Trudeau did or did not do for the three and a half weeks leading up to the invocation of the Emergencies Act was done or not done specifically to allow him to invoke the Emergencies Act. And by the way, we know this because they had a negotiated settlement of sorts the day he invoked, or the day before he invoked the Emergencies Act. I forget if it was the Sunday of or the Sunday before the Monday. They had a negotiation that would have um, made it unnecessary to invoke the Emergencies Act. The government refused that settlement or disregarded that settlement and then invoked the Emergencies Act. Everything Trudeau did or did not do for the three and a half weeks leading up to it was specifically done or not done for the purposes of allowing him to invoke the Emergencies Act, even if he knew, because this also came out during the, uh, during the commission, even if he knew that by invoking the Emergencies Act, he was actually going to exacerbate or foment, foment, not ferment, or foment anti-government sentiment that may have not existed in the first place. They knew it. CSIS, I forget what, the Canadian Security of Intelligence, whatever, CSIS concluded, advised, that by invoking the Emergencies Act, Trudeau is actually going to do more to exacerbate or foment anti-government sentiment uh, than not. And he did it nonetheless, because he was trying to provoke the very reaction that he never got in the first place to justify the invocation. Ce barrage mettait en péril le commerce avec les États-Unis, les chaînes d'approvisionnement essentielles, the, the, the blockade uh, put in peril uh, the uh, supply chain with the U.S. and the Canadian economy. It was all resolved, Justin, by the time you invoked the Emergencies Act. Low-level, low-informed, low-educated, what about, what is it? Low, 
information voters are not going to know. They're being lied to in real time because that blockade was over by the time Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act by way of court injunction. And at Coots in Alberta, oh, yeah, Coots. guns were found at the blockade. There was uh, a that's real a lie. That's a lie. They were not found at the blockade. Not to justify it, that from my understanding, they were not found at the blockade. They were found a distance away from the blockade. Imagine, in rural Alberta, guns found. What kind of guns were they, Justin? Risk that people promoting ideologically motivated violent extremism could act out, or that they could inspire others to act mm. out against their fellow citizens. The I'm gonna let it run. Situation was volatile. Oh, it was volatile and out of control. Out of control. The Emergencies Act provided us with more tools to safely bring the illegal blockades and occupations to an end. It provided us with more tools. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no Emergencies Act expert, although I might very well be at this point in time. Close to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, it, the invocation of the Emergencies Act was not supposed to add more tools to an already existing inventory. It was to provide the tools when existing tools were insufficient or inadequate. The evidence that the existing tools were sufficient and were adequate, existing tools were used to end the Windsor blockade. That's even assuming uh, the disruption of a national, uh, a national emergency level, but it doesn't matter. Let's be clear. Well, let's be clear. You're gonna get lied to. He's going to lie to you now. Let's be clear. And what is going to be the lie? Guaranteed. I don't know what he says right now. It's going to be bullshit. We didn't want to have to invoke the Emergencies Act. Bullshit. You wanted to do it from day one. You wanted to do it. You did everything in your power to trigger, to provoke a violent response from that crowd. Everything in your power. Let's be clear. We didn't want to. You know what? I'm clear. I, now I know that you did want to. Oh, my God. And by the way, I hadn't actually heard that part afterwards. I knew it was going to be bullshit. It's bullshit. And it's actual, methinks the lady doth protesteth too much. I didn't want to do this. Look what you made me do. Typical abuser rhetoric. Look what you made me do to you. I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt you. It's a measure of last resort. That we used as a first resort. We're all out of ideas. We've, we've, we've tried... We've, We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas, to quote Ned Flanders' beatnik parents. But the risk to personal safety, the risk to livelihoods. Oh, really? Oh, really? And equally, the risk of people losing faith in the rule of law that upholds our society and our freedoms, those risks were real. Oh, irony, I've lost faith in our legal system. I've, I've lost faith in our rule of law because there is no rule of law in Canada right now. There's rule of Trudeau. And he's got his cronies in the police. He's got his cronies in the courts. Or I should say in the commission that just ratified the rule of law. Personal safety? Three and a half weeks that protest went on. Do you want to tell me anybody who was assaulted? Anyone, any, any act of violence perpetrated by the protesters in the name of the protest? No. There was arson, which Justin Trudeau's cronies in the media tried to blame on the convoy that was totally unrelated to the convoy. Oh, the, the desecration of, of, of the monuments. They desecrated uh, the, the Terry Fox monument by putting a flag in his hand. Responsible leadership required us to restore mm. look, peace look at, look at Christopher and Freeland. order. Look at her. Oh, what, what happened there? After having heard 
Après avoir étudié les documents nécessaires, have, after, uh, la commission a indiqué que l'année dernière, on faisait effectivement face à une urgence nationale. À respecter and, pour and, and invoquer we, la loi sur les mesures d'urgence. Ces mesures ne devraient jamais être prises à la légère. Should, Depuis le début, notre gouvernement était confiant que c'était une décision responsable. Et on savait qu'il y aurait une commission d'enquête to ensure that, we were, that it was transparent for Canadians. The report provides a comprehensive, objective account of objective. what happened. Yeah. It's, it, by the way, it's, it's necessarily subjective by the subjective interpretation of the Commissioner Rouleau, but whatever, semantics. It also provides recommendations. Within the next year, our government will issue a comprehensive public response to the Commissioner's recommendations. On est tous d'accord qu'on n'aurait jamais dû en arriver là. We're all agreed we should on est tous d'accord qu'il y a des leçons importantes. And we're all, we all agree that there's important lessons to, to draw from this for everyone involved. Because of the thoughtful work of the commission, of the oh, there sorry, are lessons for everyone involved. Oh, thank you. Law enforcement agencies, all orders of government, and elected officials. Yeah, there's, there's a lesson for me. I can get away with murder. No, luck, luckily no one died. I can get away with assaults. That's There's a very important lesson for me. Uh... You know, people call it, say like Teflon Don or, or, or Teflon Trudeau. Like, it's, there's a very important lesson. When you're the dictator, uh, you get away with crimes against your own citizens. Like, it's not Teflon Kim Jong-il or it's not Teflon President Xi. When you're in a dictatorship and you're the dictator, you get away with your crimes. Justin Trudeau has gotten away with his crimes, in my humble opinion. We will take seriously what the commissioner concludes and what he proposes. <sighs> Responsible leadership means that we are always striving to do the very best for Canadians in words and in deeds. Yep. Can I can I can I cue the picture of the police, you know, kneeing uh veterans? Oh, I, okay, just let it play out. Let's let it play out. Il y a deux jours. Oh, look at that face. C'était le jour du drapeau canadien. Two days ago, it was the day of the Canadian flag. L'unifolier a été hissé sur la colline du Parlement pour la première fois. 58 years ago, the maple leaf was unveiled for the first time. Every time I see our flag, I see values like openness. Two days ago, it was flag day. Oh, he has to say this again. We celebrated the fact that 58 years ago, the maple leaf was raised over Parliament Hill for the very first time. When I look at the Canadian flag, I see hope. I don't. I see people who work hard every day. I see a tyrant. I see a country that has overcome tremendous challenges. You, you are the biggest challenge Canada has to overcome now. Why Canada is one of the most successful democracies in the world. According to whom? According to whom, Trudeau? I, I, think, I think Canada fell down the, the list of democracies and free societies recently. I'll pull that up to fact check myself in a second. Jamie, pull that up. It's because we work at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not always easy. Actually, sometimes it can be pretty hard. I don't want to have to punish you. Don't make me... I don't like punishing you. It's very hard for me to do this. But it's worth it. Mm. Look at Christopher Freeland. In the Here back. in Ottawa, this parliament, the Senate... The Supreme Court, these are not only old buildings. 
They're the institutions that protect our rights and freedoms. Like the same federal court that said mandatory quarantine hotels were not a violation of charter rights. The same courts that said uh, a mandatory curfew was not a violation of charter rights. The same court that said uh, your charter challenge to the uh, vaccine mandates for planes and trains after nine months gets dismissed for mootness because the government decided to stop abusing you. Oh, yeah. I, I, nobody's lost faith in those institutions. This is something we must all continue to care for and defend. Not just Ugh, governments. Look at that sneer, actually. Look at that sneer. Right there. Look at here. Look at this. Not just there, look at governments. Sneer in his face. Not just elected leaders, but all Canadians. All Canadians. Our democracy is the responsibility of all of us together. Look at Lametti. Look at Lametti on the right. Is always going to make us stronger, Lam especially in this moment of change and global uncertainty. Oh, it's a it's a moment of change, all right. So let's be there for one another. And let's and if you say something I don't like or you do something I don't like, uh, I'll get the police. Listen to and respect each other. Listen to and respect each other. Even if we don't always agree. Even if we don't listen to each so other. Let's continue. To build a better future for all Canadians. Mm. Merci beaucoup. Mm. Hold on a second. Canada list freedom. Um, uh, chart rating. There you go. It was rating. Let's see here. Um, so freedom index by country. Twenty twenty three. Uh, let me see. Is, 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 is dark good or is dark bad? If I had to guess, hover over tile for details. This graph, this, this graph does nothing. Oh, here, hold on. So let's see here. What is this? Oh, here we go. Let's see. Um, Canada's number six, 8.95. I, I, I remember reading an article where uh, they were, they were talking about how Canada had fallen down the index of um of free countries okay that was painful uh, that was as painful for me as it was for you everybody um okay now what i'm going to do because i forgot to do it i'm going to end this on youtube come on over to rumble and uh, or locals vivabarnslaw.locals.com i'm going to end it on youtube let me just make sure that i pinned the comment i did i'm going to read some rants when we get to uh rumble and I'm going to see if I haven't missed any. So here, everybody, get ready to move on over. Because we're moving on up, moving on up to Rumble side. Okay, go to Rumble. Did I miss any Rumble, uh, any super chats in YouTube? I, I, let, let's, for the sake of it, just see if we're still monetized on YouTube. Not that I give a sweet bugger all. <sighs> YouTube tends to hate Justin Trudeau's voice. Oh, we're still good. Okay, now, did I miss any... I don't think I missed any super chats. Okay, guys, head on over. We're 2,500 people on YouTube. Let's move them on over to Rumble and support a platform that supports free speech. Ending it now on YouTube. See you on Rumble. I'm going to read some rants and go to the Viva Barnes Law local live chat. And we're going to, we're going to continue with some more stuff. I've got, I've got highlights from the, from the report. Diagonal. I now truly understand how in some circumstances, not all, in some circumstances, Extremists are not born. They are literally created out of whole cloth. Ending on YouTube, going to rumble. Three, two, one. Done. Now, there was a chat. There's a rumble rant. 
which I saw here because I'm using the uh, Ginger Ninja recommended the rants thingy thing. Okay, whatever. I can see all the rants now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through them. A $5 rumble rant. Oh, hold on, hold on. I can do it like this so we can all share and view at the same time. <sighs> Deep breaths. Okay, Cooley Bob. Let me see, Cooley Bob, Coopley. The Canadians must rescue themselves from this tyranny, including breaking the country up if necessary. Okay, we got $5 from HPR Man. Viva, calm, Viva, calm. Can't be good for your blood pressure. It was an inquiry, not a judicial review. That's upcoming. Might be the same, might be the same result, but calm, Viva, calm. Uh, first of all, I'm, I, 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 despite what, I, I am calm. I'm just, I'm, I'm sad. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an actual sadness. It's like, it's like witnessing the death of a friend. It's it's an there's a there's an actual it's not a metaphoric death. This is the death of a, of the Canada that I ever thought I knew, and maybe I was just wrong and I misunderstood Canada from my childhood, and it's always been this way. I feel like I'm watching the death of a friend. It's like, um, let me take this out just so I can, you know, in the movie Braveheart, and, and you're always hoping you're hoping and hoping because it's like you know the movie, you know what happens, and you know that one way or another. If it were like a superhero movie and, and William Wallace breaks out of the shackles of his torture at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he dies. You know that even if he had survived the horrific torture death that he uh, suffered at the hands of the English, well, he's still dead today. Like we're, we're whatever, a thousand years later. He's dead one way or the other. And it, it matters how it happened. But watching the movie and you're still sitting there hoping and hoping he's going to, you know, he can, he's, he can still survive. He can still make it out of this. And then there's that moment when the the executioner you know cuts into his stomach uh and then you realize like there's no coming back from this this is it this is how it ends now part of me feels that way about what's going on in canada i know you know it's i'm not overreacting but i'm certainly reacting um and i'm reflective of the fact that it's not the end you know there's political solutions that you know pierre poiliev can can get elected and he can turn everything around uh maybe the people can politically rise up certainly no no one's going to protest anymore fudge go protest have your bank account frozen so maybe there's a political solution you know what the 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 the, the darkest re realization in all of this is there's a lot of canadians out there who feel empowered with their own bigotry with their own intolerance this is not just a victory for trudeau this is a victory for all those people who said those truckers are racist they're extremists just shut up and take the jab and they're going to learn the wrong lesson. The, the media, the media that is bought and paid for by the Trudeau government, albeit from legislation which in theory can be um, attributed to either government, funding which in theory would be either government that's in power. It just happens to be Trudeau that's in power now since 2015. $600 million bailout to print press. $1.2 billion to Radio-Canada, CBC. COVID ad financing up the wazoo. This is going to be a, 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 a victory for the media. We said that they were endangering their children. We were right. We lied when we said the protesters were endangering their children, and now we're vindicated. We lied when we said that this protest was racist, xenophobic, because there was one Nazi flag, one swastika, and one Confederate flag. A Confederate flag at a Canadian protest. Never mind. One. Our lies have been vindicated through Commissioner Hulot's findings. It's, it's, 
Maybe we're not yet at the hook in the belly of William Wallace. We're not far off. And now the vilification of Pierre Poilievre is going to go into hyperdrive, overdrive, whatever. People are going to demonize anybody who now supported the protest because vindication. All those snobby, elitist, privileged Canadians who either, especially in Ottawa, kept their jobs because they were government jobs lived in fear and think that everyone else has to bow to the limits of their own fear are going to feel vindicated now. A lot of people are going to learn the wrong lessons about this, not just Justin Trudeau. Viva, calm down. Okay, we got Nibupsh. Oh, hold on. Let me bring it back up. So that's that's the the dark realization of this. Nibupsh says, Viva, Trudeau is not an idiot. He is evil. Evil. What is that word? Homos? Humus? I am going to move to Moldova. Team Z, I grew up poor, made lots of money, and gave it, it just disappeared, and gave it all away. So piss poor money rants, it's a result. Trumpet, extremists are created and begins by teaching racism. So sorry for your loss. I felt that way November 3rd, 2020, but I believe in Jesus, and in him I have hope. Time for a road trip to Asbury. Go and report. Okay, HPR, and then we got Chet Chisholm, who I had on the channel a little while back. Snarky sense of humor, a soul-consuming coal furnace, a brick with googly eyes and pipe cleaner arms, and a cocaine-addicted, time-traveling demonic goat of Diagalon are a threat to Trudeau's ego. Thank you for reminding me. We're going to get into Diagalon now. An actual homo. What is homo? Chomo was approved by other homo. Okay, am I, is, does this word mean something that I don't know what it means? Chat in Rumble, what does C-H-O-M-O-S mean? It's not hummus. Let me see if anybody's going to tell me what this word means. An actual homo was approved by other homos and got okayed by other homos and Nazis. Chomos. What's chomos? Okay, I don't... I, okay. Um, get me to Florida, Viva, and get me 10... <laughs> Oh, child molesters. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, now, but I don't know. I don't know if this. I don't even know if there's code like if there's a, a meta code going on here. I will not say homos anymore, any more than I will say you know. Okay, the amount of stress that has caused in resulting in many of us making mistakes, myself included. They are likely banking on that as well. It wasn't a slap on the wrist. It was a high five, no question. We cannot, and that's from uh, Chet Chisholm. And Karma Police says, we cannot give up. These are dark times indeed. I'm not giving up. I feel like crying. Um, but I'm a man and I don't cry. I don't cry unless I'm listening to that song by Angels and Airwaves, Love Remix, number two. It's a great song. Um, Diagonal people. Well, first of all, hold on. Let me, now, let me go to the chat here. See, now what I can actually do. So in the chat on vivabarnslaw.locals.com, it says, yes, Biden is worried. Trump making them look bad. Okay, if you guys are seeing the stream now, what I could in theory do after all of this is actually, why does it say time elapsed 15 minutes? That's definitely not right. Okay, I don't know what's going on with the stream on, on Locals, but there's an easy way to find out before we get into Diagalon. Let me just go on my phone and see what this looks like. Click here to join. 
It looks like you're already started the stream from another device. What in the name of high school football? All right, well, I, I don't know what's happening on locals. Let me ask Eric Hunley if he can if he can see this. Can you go to locals and let me know if you see the stream live on locals? Question mark. Okay, what's Diagalon asks Dallas Aussie Dog. What's Di? Good question. Let's talk about Diagalon and the ideologically motivated violent extremism. F funny thing is, where is it? Someone had sent me a Diagalon ring <laughs> as fan mail. Um, Diagalon is uh, the meme universe created by Jeremy McKenzie, the host of the podcast, The Raging Dissident. So Jeremy McKenzie, that, who, who I've, I've had him on the channel a number of times. I'm still, um, we still have that fundraiser, uh, a GoFundMe slash, uh, I'm sorry, Give, Send, Go, not Go, F me. Give, Send, Go campaign because Jeremy McKenzie has been debanked. Canada, debanked. Can't be, apparently he might have found some alternative. I don't know what is what the deal is. I started a Give, Send, Go campaign. He sees me and commented below. Okay, cool. Booyah. So we're live on, 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 and now what I could do after this is end on Rumble and then just take it over exclusive to locals afterwards and get people to come join the community there. Jeremy McKenzie, veteran. During lockdown, started a podcast called The Raging Dissident. You know, he, he would do what I did, but with much less of a filter and much more of an edgier sense of humor. Uh, a, a, a sense of humor that some people don't like. Um, he would discuss things that some people would consider incendiary, inflammatory. Read certain books that people said, hey, these books, these books talk about revolution. And yet, got demonized. Uh, and maybe, you know, understandably so, maybe he's his own worst enemy to some extent. But in, in his raging dissident, as a joke, and I don't, I still don't understand the, the extent of the joke. I just understand now it's like, it's Canada's Kekistan, Diagonal. Uh, apparently the president is a, is, a, is a goat on drugs. And through this diagonal created community of other veterans, other Canadians who were feeling isolated, depressed, distressed, sad, lonely during the pandemic. And they created a community through this diagonal. A community which a government now takes as a, a network of militias. What ended up happening? Uh, at one point as a joke when people said, uh, I, you know, I forget where the joke started where someone made a joke about it being a militia. And so Jeremy and a bunch of people, let me see if I can pull up the picture. Um, they took a picture, Diagolon militia images. They took a picture of them holding guns, um, like hunting rifle type guns. Let me see here. This is the picture. So they, okay. So they made a joke and posted this picture. I don't want to make it bigger. Diagolon, extremist threat or online joke, CTV News. Let me see here. Are we looking at the same thing? No, you're still on the, you're still on the results page. And so they posted that picture, which was redacted as a joke, where they're holding what appear, I mean, they appear to be hunting rifles, or, you know, but they're definitely, I, I, I presume, lawful rifles under Canadian law because A, um, Nobody's that stupid. And B, the laws in Canada are exceedingly stringent. They take this picture. It becomes, the joke becomes a reality to people who don't know that it's a joke, fall for the joke, and then have to make it a reality to protect their own ego, like the ADL did with the OK 
okay symbol being a white power symbol. You, you fall for the joke. You feel stupid on a public scene because you fell for the joke and you're not as smart as you think you are. And so in order to defend your own ego, you got to make the joke real so that you didn't fall for a joke. It's real. ADL did it with the white power symbol, the, the okay sign, white power, like the W with the fingers and the P with the, th they had to turn it into an actual symbol of hate because too many people fell for the joke. So got to protect your ego. The government fell for this militia and where it came to a head, they fell for this, this pretend militia uh, that had networks across the country, which were actually communities of people looking for companionship. Uh, you know, uh, companionship has a sexual term, but you know, you know what's the word I'm looking for? You know the word I'm looking for. They're looking for community support during the most devastating, abusive three years anyone has ever lived through. They find they see this picture they because they're idiots because they live in literal it's not ivory towers they just live in their political towers in Ottawa they don't know what the hell's going on in the real world they think this is an actual militia that's actually coming to overthrow the government with this convoy uh, but what ends up happening in Coots let me let me get the picture from Coots because that's the other one that that was in Coots here in Coots when they made the arrest of the gun cash which is a very very suspicious thing all of it to begin with they they, they they, uh, they had a, a, a they seized a, a, a cache of weaponry. And now I'm looking at that. I'm no, I'm no uh, firearm aficionado. Um, there appears to be a machete in there. <laughs> if I open this up, am I going to see the picture in a manner that allows me to make it bigger? No, I'm not going to. There appears to be a machete in there. Anyhow, so there's a cache of weapons. These all look uh, to be legal. I mean, the one in the middle looks like a a duck hunting pump action shotgun. You look like you got rifles on the left, um, magazines on the right. In Canada, magazines can only carry a maximum of five rounds. I presume that these have not been extended, but you know, maybe they have. Um, this, this whole discovery of the cash was a very suspicious thing to begin with. Not on the border, uh, well away from the border. From what I understand, if I'm wrong, I will correct myself and chat correct me. But if you look, if you look real close, Okay, look at that green vest. It's going to be tough because I can't actually bring the image up. If you look at the green vest under or above the rifle on the bottom, next to the two magazines on the shoulder straps, you, you see what appears to be a black patch with a white diagonal stripe through it. Do you see that, chat? That's the diagonal patch. So when they, when they made this arrest, when they, when they discovered this cache of weapons, they found a patch of diagonal on what appears to be a ballistic vest. I'm not sure if it is. I don't know, but that's what it is. And they came to the conclusion now that this was someone who was violently motivated by the extremist ideology of the diagonal militia. And that was used as a, as a basis for the invocation of the Emergencies Act in the debates before Parliament. And I remember at the time, as I'm walking the streets, people saying, Viva how, why are you ignoring Jeremy McKenzie? Are you controlled opposition? I remember people saying like, I like, like I'm supposed to know everybody, everybody on earth just because I live on the internet. I remember people saying that I had no idea who Jeremy McKenzie was from a hole in the wall. I had no idea Diagonal came up in, in, in the debates in parliament, but it did because these idiots who live in, in an isolated, insulated ideological silo 
don't even know what the hell they're talking about and then take firm positions based on ignorance. And then in an, in an attempt to justify their own ignorance, they have to make their mistake reality. So Diaglon became ideologically motivated violent extremists. And anyone who networked, anyone who was part of the community, you suspect. And so uh, that's Diagonal. Now let me bring up the portion of the, of the report where Commissioner Rouleau mentioned Diagonal. <laughs> uh, Justin Trudeau, hold on, I have to, I have to bring up the part. Uh, okay, that's Andrew Lawton. I don't think he was talking about it. Come on. There's debate. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me close some windows just so that I can do this here. Okay, I'm closing this window. Let me go here and bring up what the judge said about Diagonal. I know that I brought... Okay, hold on. I'm just going to go get it from my Twitter feed. Give me a second. Sorry, peeps. The judge concluded that uh, Diagonal was, was, a, was a real threat. Very scary. And disregarded Jeremy McKenzie's testimony. Jeremy McKenzie, for those of you who may not have paid attention, Jeremy McKenzie testified from jail. Why did he testify from jail, you might ask? Might ask? Because um, charges were found and laid against him for assault, battery, apparently uh, pointing a firearm at somebody. He was arrested in, Nova, Sco in uh, Nova Scotia, placed in solitary confinement for refusal to submit to a uh, COVID test. Uh, sorry, placed in solitary confinement because he's not jabbed and refused to submit to a PCR test where they, you know, stab your brain with a, with a Q-tip. From Nova Scotia, hauled cross-country to Saskatchewan on a, on a national warrant or a nationwide warrant where he was put in jail for over two months. So he testified from jail. And now it, it all makes sense. Like life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards. Kierkegaard, they got what they needed from that arrest. If they drop those charges in two years, if he gets acquitted, which he, you know, by the evidence sounds like he should, they got what they needed. And that was someone testifying from jail. The big bad boogeyman, Diagonal militia extremist founder testifying from jail. The image of his testimony Um it was enough to leave an impact in a, in a, in a cement cubicle, clean shaven, emaciated for anybody who knew him or looked at least a little like he'd lost some weight in a suit testifying between cinder blocks before the commissioner and Rouleau sits there. I'm sure he looked at him and was like, look at this common criminal testifying from jail. I now get to disregard his testimony for the most obvious reasons. He's a criminal. And, and it makes sense now. Here we go. This. This is just one element. I'm going to go to the, the report and just Google Diagonal and see what the judge, the commissioner had to say. Listen to this. I now understand that under some circumstances, extremists are not born, they are created. The government's so bent on the fabrication that the Diagonal meme is a serious threat. The commissioner chose to believe the fabrication in order to perpetuate it. Look at this. I do not accept Mr. McKenzie's evidence in that regard. Hold on, here we go. Sorry, let's start up on the top. Another controversial group associated with the protests was Diagonal and its founder, Jeremy McKenzie. Diagonal, they cue the CTV talking point 
Commissioner Rouleau, Diagonal may have started as a joke on Mr. McKenzie's podcast, but it has grown into a larger community. Okay. The Canadian, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the ones that stomped an 81-year-old Indigenous woman with a horse, the ones that savagely assaulted nonviolent protesters, veterans, some of them, that RCMP has described Diagonal. By the way, the same RCMP that was text message joking internally about how funny it would be if one of the horses got injured and had to be euthanized or something along those lines. Jeremy McKenzie broke that story about that text message among RCMP. That RCMP. The judge does not accept, as we know, McKenzie's testimony, but he accepts the RCMP, which made jokes about what might happen if they pranced a horse around a, a crowded protest in the dead of winter. That RCMP has described Diakalon as a militia-like network with members who are armed and prepared for violence. What universe are we living in? Jeremy McKenzie, forget whether or not you accept his testimony, Commissioner Rouleau. There was video of him. Video evidence submitted. Oh, you, you don't believe it? You don't believe the video that you saw or you don't believe the words that came out of his mouth at the time when McKenzie said, Keep your heads down. Do not give them an excuse because they're looking for an excuse. You don't believe that he said it at the time or you believe that when he said to be peaceful at the time, it was actually a dog whistle for violence. Which one is it, Commissioner Rouleau? We saw the videos. Jeremy McKenzie at the time, because this is video evidence from the protest saying, keep your heads down. Don't do anything stupid. Don't give them an excuse. Yeah, that, that sounds like a real leader of a violent militia. In his testimony, the head of the Ontario, the OPP, yeah, you know me. Intelligence Bureau described Diagonal as an extremist group. That's good. They also described microaggressions. They also described the perception of violence. You could describe anything the way you want. You could describe it as a violent group. Mackenzie is on video saying, keep your heads down. Don't do anything stupid. Don't give them an excuse. Mr. McKenzie strongly rejected these characterizations when he testified, asserting that they are the product of certain individuals and groups, including the RCMP, with ulterior motives. I do not accept Mr. McKenzie's evidence in that regard. I am satisfied that law enforcement's concern about Diagonal is genuine and well-founded. The same RCMP that was joking about bringing horses to a protest and what might happen. The same RCMP. The same OPP, or whoever it was, you know... the fact that, ballist- that a ballistic vest was seized by the RCMP during the protest in Coots, along with numerous guns, bore a diagonal patch suggests as much. Oh, God. Wow. What a, conven- what a convenient thing that is. It allows you to disregard all the evidence. It allows you to disregard real-time live stream video from the violent extremist head of Diagonal himself, McKenzie, to not be violent, to be peaceful. To don't give them an excuse. Yeah. And, and the RCMP that screwed up pretty much, you know, at every step of the way. Well, now I believe them. Now I believe that, you know, their, their assessment of reality is, is reality. Okay. Let's go back here and do some crumble rants. Court mocker. $20 rumble and says, donned my kangaroo suit and bounced around in front of the corrupt Vernon BC courthouse yesterday. Uncle Paul Rulo is not by far the only corrupt judge in this country. And then Niboopsh, $2 rumble and says, Viva and I are both Canuck J words, Jews and French ones. 
My French is zero. My Hebrew and Yiddish are zero, but Patriots will support our state or I bounce to team Z Moldova. I am not slab. My Hebrew is actually decent. Never learned Yiddish. Tried to learn German uh, at the age of 15. It doesn't work. Like you have to have a... <sighs> I'm not your buddy, guys. Can you help me escape? I'll be forever in your debt. I am terrified of the future. And this proved there are no checks and balances and people will just follow orders. Okay. Let me get. To, let me just get to an, 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 another part of this while we're on the the, the the speak of diagonal report. What? Which one is it? It's volume three that I pulled up. Volume three analysis part two. How many pages? Three hundred and forty-three pages. Just, I just want to. I just. I've got to show you. Let's just go here. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Gaia, go, long. Here we go. Another contract. Okay, so we got that. We got this reference. Two, three, four, five. Okay. Okay. And then where else? The most troubling connection between protest locations is the presence of Diagalon members in both Ottawa and Coots. Mr. McKenzie was in Ottawa meeting and recruiting Diagalon members. Can you can you believe that this is how a commissioner, this is how the highest levels of our government are actually talking. It's it's a it's a bloody joke. This 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 report is a bloody joke. It would be funny if it weren't so tragic. Although he did not travel to Coots, Chris Lysak, a Diagalon community member with whom Mr. McKenzie had met previously at a Diagalon event, was in Coots and was arrested. Oh my goodness! Imagine that one one person who listens to Jeremy McKenzie. One of twenty thousand people was arrested. Hey, by that rationale. Um, what do we say about everyone who follows Justin Trudeau? Twice convicted of ethics breaches. I guess they're all guilty of ethics breaches. No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, where were we? He was arrested. The RCMP believes the ballistic vest displaying the Diagalon logo was Mr. Lysak's vest. In addition, Mr. McKenzie's connections to Mr. Lysak, the Canadian Security uh, Intelligence Service, reported that Alex Vrend, a friend of McKenzie's and a Diagalon supporter, collected donations to pay transportation costs to protesters to both Coots and Ottawa. Oh, hey, by the way now, raising funds to help people go to a protest, illegal. Oh, sorry, it's not, I shouldn't say illegal. Can justify, you know. A, so let's go to the next paragraph. Where are we? Given law enforcement's characterizations of Diagalon, these connections are troubling, but there is little evidence of significant widespread coordination between Diagalon supporters in Coots and Ottawa. To the contrary, in a report on the merits in Coots, the RCMP noted that there has been no information uncovered to suggest that there is an organized effort between individuals charged in Alberta and individuals involved in the protests in the Ottawa protests. Okay. Though no definitive links can be found, there was legitimate concern that similar individuals or groups intent on violence might be present in Ottawa or at other protests. Law enforcement and intelligence agencies view the group Diagalon as a militia-like extremist organization. There's no proof that they coordinate, but that's how we view them. So Emergencies Act, because someone might do something down the line, Emergencies Act, as if there's no laws against terrorism already on the books, as if there's no laws against suspected criminality already on the books. Emergencies Act, the Diagalon insignia among the material seized at Coots, coupled with the presence of Diagalon leader Jeremy McKenzie in Ottawa, heightened the concern. Yeah, just, just ignore everything that McKenzie actually said about not doing anything violent. Just ignore that. He didn't say it. 
the video that you saw of him saying it, it wasn't him. It was a deep fake or it was fabricated afterwards or it's a dog whistle. It's a dog whistle. That's the easiest way. When, when McKenzie says be peaceful, it means be violent. When he says be violent, it means be violent. All roads lead to extremism. When he says, when McKenzie uh, has women, minorities, religious minorities as members of the group, they're all, they're all extremists. All roads lead to extremism when it comes to motivated reasoning to get to the conclusion to which you want to arrive. Oh. Okay, so let's see here. What time is it? 12.35? Okay, we, we, there's, there's still more here. I, I'm not reading the entire report. So anyone wants to, you know, write off my opinion. You didn't, you didn't even read the entire report, lazy bastard. How, did you, how dare you have an opinion? I'm not reading the entire report. It's like, it's like watching a video of a, euthanizing a pet. It's like, it's, it hurts my heart to read the, the, the rubbish coming out of this. They met the high threshold. Yep, they met the high threshold. And then in a seven and a half minutes of Trudeau explaining how they met it, he refers to an event that had been resolved by the time they invoked the Emergencies Act. Nothing to see there, folks. Okay, I'm just going to go to see what I've got here. What's this? Uh, okay, this we already saw. Okay, y using protests to demand public change is something that Trudeau finds problematic. And he just got the ratification from Commissioner Hulot who may not be blood related to him or related through marriage, but is politically aligned. And as we've seen in current times, political affiliation is actually more powerful than family because political affiliation or political um, incongruity can actually break up families. Being politically aligned is more important than friendship to some. It's more important to family it's more important than family to some. And this is not a case of confession through projection. This is a case of lamenting the fact that I have friends who are no longer friends because they no longer um, discourse with me because I've become an extreme MAGA Republican. Because I believe that charter rights are God-given rights that cannot be taken away by petty tyrants on, a, on, on, on basis of fabricated crises. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, there was an article that quoted my tweet, Canada is dead. People don't understand the scope of what happened here. I'll just, I'll, I'll share that in the chat. We don't have to go over that now. Okay, let me just see the windows. Oh, Andrew Lawton. Sorry, so he, he had a... He had a um, he went through some of this <laughs> thing is like, you, we're going to have to rely on, on aggregating knowledge and information of, of everybody. And then, you know, pick, picking, making sure it's contextually appropriate, but you know, listen to this. This is Andrew Lawton. If you don't know who he is, you should broadcaster, columnist, speaker, attempted politician, senior journalist, true North center. I wonder what they're going to do when bill C 11 passes. They should call it the true North law, the rebel news law, call it the online Censorship Act. Breaking Public Order Commission finds the federal government invocation of the Emergencies Act was appropriate. Um, I end with a quote from Piran Beatty, the minister who introduced the Emergencies Act. 
When the country is threatened by serious and dangerous situations, the decision whether to invoke emergency powers is necessarily a judgment call, or more accurately, a series of judgment calls. It depends not only on the assessment of the current facts of the situation, but more on judgments about the direction events are in danger of moving and how quickly the situation could deteriorate. It's all perspective. It's amazing. It's not supposed to be perspective. It was supposed to be reactionary to an immediate crisis, not preventative of a potential perspective crisis. But what do I know? I'm just a, I'm just a schnook. Judgments have to be made not just about what has happened or is happening, but also about what might happen. In addition, to decide about invoking exceptional measures, judgments have to be made about what the government is capable of doing without exceptional powers and on whether these capabilities are likely to be effective and insufficient. For these reasons, I have concluded that Cabinet was reasonably concerned that the situation it was facing was worsening and a risk of becoming dangerous and unimaginable. Oh. Well, someone think of the children. There was credible and compelling evidence supporting both a subjective and objective belief in the existence of a public order emergency, the decision to invoke the act was appropriate. And with that, people, your freedom dies with a whimper and not a bang. Commissioner Roulet, let me just make sure we're still, we're still on. It's just that people don't understand what is happening. They don't understand it. They're busy. They think so long as I'm not there, I don't care. And that rhymes. And I don't wear any underwear. Commissioner Paul Rouleau writes that he reached this conclusion with reluctance, but I reached it nonetheless. You, I didn't want to have to do this to you, but I did. He further says that, someone, that some of the federal government's emergency measures were not appropriate. Oh, let's hear which ones. I have concluded that in this case, the very high threshold for invocation was met. I have done so with, with reluctance. The, the state should generally not be able to respond to circumstances of urgency without the use of emergency. Generally? With, with, with the utmost of exceptions, not generally? It is only in rare instances when the state cannot otherwise fulfill its fundamental obligation to ensure the safety and security of the people and property that resorts to emergency measures will be found to be appropriate. Oh, yeah, they didn't go to court. They didn't try to give people tickets. They didn't get an injunction. They didn't, they didn't impose or enact or sorry, they didn't implement existing criminal laws. They did nothing. And they were all out of ideas. Invoke the, invoke the Emergencies Act. As for the measures cabinet put in place in response to the emergency, I conclude that while most of the measures were appropriate and effective, others fell short. Oh, but let's get to the um, let's get to the freezing of the bank accounts. Given the overall effectiveness of the asset freezing regime in bringing the emergency to a safe and speedy resolution, I conclude that it was an appropriate and effective measure. No shit freezing people's bank accounts extrajudicially while immunizing the bank will be effective. You know what else would be effective? Public executions will put an end to it. Oh, sorry, that would, be, that would be too far. You can't kill people. You can only financially starve them. If, yet no bloody hell freezing people's bank accounts willy-nilly with a phone call placed to a financial institution would be effective. Yeah, that's also called China-level tyranny. As I have found, there ought to have been mechanisms providing for flexibility in the application of tyranny. Oh, sorry, of the regime. And for the unfreezing of accounts and the insurance provision should not have been included. Oh, they went too far when they told them to cancel people's insurance. Viewed as a whole, however, it was a powerful tool to discourage participation and to incentivize protesters to leave. Can you understand that? Just understand what Commissioner Hulot just said there. Viewed as a whole, however... 
it was a powerful tool to discourage participation and to incentivize protesters to leave. We've set the roadmap for future governments, people. The precedent is there. And if any of you think Pierre Poilievre might never use this precedent because he's good, conservative, this is not a precedent that should have been set for any government. Viewed as a whole, freezing their bank accounts extrajudicially with no oversight while immunizing the banks, it was a good tool to make people go home and stop protesting. No bloody hell it was. Now, was it a constitutional tool? Hell no. Was it a humane tool? Hell no. Was it a lawful tool? Hell no. Until now. It was good. It worked. I am satisfied that it played a meaningful role in... Oh, it damn well did! in shrinking the footprint of the protests and in doing so made a meaningful contribution to resolving the public order emergency. You have no idea what we have just sacrificed. Oh, do, let me, uh, do, do we're going to do this? Okay, the suspension of insurance was inappropriate. Oh, whoop-de-doo. I'm, gl I'm, glad, I'm glad there's some limits to the abuse. It was under here. What do we say here? A related scope issue that I heard evidence about pertained to joint bank accounts. An individual who had no connection to the protest could still have their assets frozen under the emergencies, uh, whatever, you know, EEMO. And they held their accounts jointly with a protester, if they held their accounts. It is not difficult to imagine a scenario where an individual would participate in the protest without the involvement of their spouse or indeed against their spouse's wishes. It is clearly unjust for individuals with no connection to the protests to have their accounts frozen. The difficulty, however, hmm, let me pontificate this injustice, is that this appears to have been unavoidable. Uh, no, it isn't. Go to bloody court Get a Mariva injunction, get an injunction to freeze the bank accounts, show to the court why it's necessary. Not willy-nilly, some fascist dictator says, I don't like your protest anymore. Go where I freeze your bank account, peasant. It's unavoidable. No, it's not. Don't allow the government to freeze private property through Emergencies Act invocations as opposed to going through the court, which in theory has checks and balances, although at this point in time, considering Commissioner Rouleau is also a former judge, I'm no longer confident in that. None of the parties made submissions on how the EEMO could have been structured to avoid this consequence, and I'm unable to think of an obvious mechanism myself. Don't do it! How about that? The question then is whether the inevitable impact of the EEMO on innocent third parties rendered the measures inappropriate again and without some hesitation. And not without some hesitation, I conclude that the measures were still appropriate. Excluding joint accounts from the EMO would have allowed the protesters to easily and quickly circumvent it by creating joint accounts. Oh, yeah, they would have just run to the banks and create joint bank accounts. That's, that's what they would have done. By the way, if they, if they had left the protest to go to a bank, they might have left the protest. Presented without comment, listen to this. Put simply, the operational principle underlying the Emergencies Act is recognition that a situation of emergency that in a situation of emergency, it may be necessary for the executive to, quote, act now and ask later. This is your Canada. The government can now look at a protest that it doesn't like, declare an emergency, act now and ask later. It's funny. It's, it's almost like people were once, once one time against shoot first, ask questions later especially when the government does it. But no, 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 no. All the benefit of the doubt in the world to the government. It's, it's magnificent.
Okay, let me let me bring up some more chats and then I, I think we got I'm not your buddy guy says Viva, you're wrong. They can terminate people with an express checkout called Maids. Towscape says Viva need a white pill. Dictor has a book out on the positive stories of the convoy. We are also working on something to try and unite people and get them talking again. You should have him on. Uh, Becky Lin G says, Viva, do you find the USA better? I'm curious. There are pros and cons. Politically, there's no comparison. Those are the, those are the rumble rants. Thank you. Okay, now let's bring this out and let's just see. I think uh, I, 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 miss, I miss Canada, but I miss, I miss my memory of Canada. When I went back over Christmas, it was like walking back into the insane. It was like walking back into an insane asylum or walking back into a prison. No, but it's not so bad, Viva. I mean, you have the freedom to criticize the government. You have the freedom to go, you know, drive around. Uh, it, it's a race to the bottom when you're saying Canada's not yet as bad as fill in the blank. So shut up and, and, and take it. Wrong. Canada is not the Canada I grew up in or that I thought I grew up in. It is not that Canada anymore. It's, it, it is closer to a China than it is to the Canada I thought I once knew that I remembered. The, Canada has turned the, the Trudeau government has turned my country into a big prison. And Commissioner Rouleau just ratified that act. Be good. Be good and you can keep your bank accounts. Okay, I think that's it. Oh, here, let's just, let's just read this article. I, I tweeted this out earlier today. This is from December 12th, 2014. Why Canada will become a dictatorship under Trudeau. The leader of that party does what he wants, when he wants, and no one dares question him. Would a Prime Minister Trudeau arbitrarily whip the vote and outlaw certain moral questions? Could Prime Minister Trudeau be trusted to make decisions for the good of the country, not just for per his personal self-worth? Would Trudeau call in the police to enforce his vision? Can you imagine this? This dude must feel like the smartest guy on earth right now. Daniel Dickin. It's an unfortunate last name, but um, would Trudeau call in the police to enforce his vision? Hey, we, we now know the answer. Let's hope we never have the opportunity to ask those questions. This dude deserves a freaking Nostradamus award. Here, I'll give everybody that article so you can go read it. All right. Um, an hour and 35 minutes. What's, what's the white pill? Okay, I'm going to Diagonal Militia. We saw that. Okay. The report. Why did I bring this up? Why did I bring this up? Volume one. Overview. 273 pages. Okay, that's why. Ridiculousness. And not the good show that is on MTV. Let me just see if uh, Diagonal. Oh, Diagonal comes up here. Doesn't matter. All, it's all effing garbage. Let me just see something here. Hold on. I didn't, I didn't do this. Eva. Nobody watched my videos. They didn't watch my videos. It, 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 it wouldn't have made a bloody difference. It's quite clear now it would not have made a bloody difference. <sighs> all right. What else? Let me go to the chat. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, let's just... Let's just I, I, was, I was trying to find... The, the best moment from the protest. Let's just bring this one up here. This is not the best moment by any means, but... How you doing? 
Joe Jonas. Nice, nice to meet you. No, sorry, I, I ate. I got some of your hair. Oh, sorry. Door to door. Just, you felt uh, where, are you, uh, where are you guys in from? Um, BC in Quebec. BC, no. British Columbia, Quebec. Yes. Yeah. Because it's the pre, uh, the pre con. Vendredi, yeah, une semaine. Yeah. Une semaine. BC, BC in Quebec. You imagine French Canada, English Canada, from across the country, united in Ottawa. It, it was, it was the most beautiful three and a half weeks of of my life in retrospect. And watching some of the video, which is it's it's actually hard to watch. It was the most I, I had never felt prouder to be Canadian. I had never felt happier. At, at the very least, let me. I should say that I had I had not felt happier in the last three years. I went down there. I went down there expecting to see Nazi flags and Confederate flags and people misbehaving. I, I went down there expecting that. And I said, if it's going to happen, we're all going to see it together. Check the convoy. Wait until, until it's done. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. It's done. Oh, David. 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 So, 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 children's freedom and I'm loving it here. Are you got you guys in school? Yes, I go to Ryerson University. Ah, Ryerson well, well, I'm currently you... online though because they will not let me in person. So can you believe then they didn't require the evidence for online learning like we've seen in some places. Sorry? The, it, it was a place in New York where apparently they required proof of vaccination for online yep, learning. Yeah I need to submit a proof of vaccination to be able to go in person. Everything's online right now. Uh, so so and let's let's just flesh that out so people yep. can understand. I won't play you the entire thing. Go in there was... And so that is to say, everybody who knows that you're at that school and in that class, but not in that class, yep. now knows some personal medical information of yep. yourself. Exactly. And uh, I want to see if there's another. Do you get ostracized or made fun of or viewed differently by people in the class? Oh, for sure. I'm unfortunately, I've lost many friends who I've been friends with since sixth grade almost, and just because due to my views and I, I know I'm, I'm unvaccinated, they have not want to be friends with me anymore, and they've completely cut me off, and they have not respected my views. Then you know who else didn't. The government. Now I'm reading. I'm reading a, a, a comment here. Where was it? It said the world is more red pilled. That, come on. Where is it? I just saw the world is more red pilled now than it was. Remember when he found the one hundred dollars in the snow? That was funny. <laughs> That's from banned from YouTube. It was a joke. It was like someone put it there as a, as like a, a a gag on the internet. As I'm walking back. Was it 100 or was it? It was a big bill. I remember it was, it was a shockingly big bill. Here we go. Damn it, Janet. The world is more red pill than one year ago. Fact. I guess that's the white pill. The white pill is that more people are red pilled. Um, but people are proudly ushering in a hell that they cannot possibly envision and opening a Pandora's box that they will never be able to force closed. And even if they force it closed, they've already let out the demons of that 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 box. I'm mixing up a bunch of analogies here. Oski uh, Wee Wee says, Oski Wee Wee says, it was awesome. I was pleased to have met you. And then Towscape says, don't forget the trans person you spoke to who no longer had to endure slurs on the way to work. 
when the convoy arrived. I was trying to look for that uh, that highlights of the. Uh, I met a trans protester participating in in the convoy. Remember that that transphobe protest? And I and I meet the person. It's not just that there's no animosity. We we are we are we are brothers. Like we are brothers in arms. Uh, and this individual, Ari, Ari was their name. There was not, there was no animosity. There was no ideology. We were two people on God's earth holding, well, holding hands, hugging, talking, and, 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 you know, being human with each other. And Ari said that the only time they ever experienced any harassment slurs was when they crossed the line from the counter protesters to the protest and the people counter protesting looked at Ari and thought Ari was an, uh, was an ally. And the second Ari crossed the line, well, Ari's free speech turned into enemy speech. Ari went from being an ally to being an enemy. The second that Ari crossed that line had to hear slurs from the counter, the tolerant left anti-protesters anti of Ottawa. And Ari was, was walking around the protest if I'm not mistaken, with an actual trans flag and was there having, you know, loving it. Oh. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to say that is going to make me feel better. So I'm going to have Keith on, on, on Monday, I think. Uh, Keith is going to come on and talk about this, you know, sensitize people to what the hell just happened if you're not already uh, wise to it and what can be done. It, it was the, the day that Trudeau came down and violently suppressed that protest was the black pill for me. It was the blackest of black pills. And I said, fuck, if he does this, if this protest is for naught and he comes in with his, with his boot and suffocates it, that's going to be a black pill. And that happened. And it was the black pill. And then when this commission came around, I was like, okay, good. You know, I was, I was too short-sighted at the time to see that there is actually the white pill coming after this. It's going to be vindication. It's going to be political humiliation. And I said at the time, if this commissioner comes back and ratifies it, it's the end. I don't, I don't know where my faith can possibly take me. And the commissioner did it. And yesterday, I, I had just met Gad Sad. I drove up to Palm Beach because Gad's in for the weekend participating in an event. I just had met Gad. We were frolicking on the beach. I'll, I'll post the picture later. I didn't want to post the picture yesterday because it was a picture of me and Gad smiling on the beach. And I, I could not post that picture after having learned the news of what just happened in Canada. And I was visibly upset with Gad. I'm not with Gad, but I'm with Gad. And I'm like, I'm, I'm distracted by my sorrow. Um, what the hell was I just about to say? Oh, and I said, this is, this is the blackest of black pills for me now. Like in all sincerity, this is a black pill not quite a doom pill because I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to continue doing this, but it was, the, it was the blackest of black pills. But now I have to say that maybe I just don't see far enough down. Hold on. I just forgot something here. Ah, right here. Maybe I just don't see far enough down to say that I will be wrong in a certain period of time. in as much as I, or there will be a, an opportunity for a white pill in a certain period of time that I didn't see at the time the protest was violently suppressed. And I'll have to take solace in that because the reality is, you know, like that, that egret that I see just sitting in a pond, wasting its time, standing there waiting to eat a frog. It has no choice. 
It's not going anywhere. It's on, it's, it's on this earth and that's how it has to survive. I'm on this earth. This is how I have to survive and I'm not going anywhere and I'm not shutting up about it. So maybe I, at this point in time, I can't see where the next white pill opportunity for change is going to be only because I can't see it from here, but I have to have faith in as much as I didn't see it then. And I could have seen it later. That will happen again. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. But now let's go bring up another um, present. I think I see some more rumble rants and then we're going to end this and I'm going to go spend some time with the kids go fishing. I, I, I did my jog this morning and I did my hundred pushups. I haven't eaten anything yet today, but I had a cup of coffee. So that has been good. Vile Dong. I remember Vile Dong. I saw your number, your name a while back. Vile Dong says, when I, when I was a child, the survivors of the Holocaust was still alive and prevented current stupidity. Now they are dead and our politicians are ready to make the very same society as the Nazis did. And then $2 Rumble Rant, Medic Deb, talk to me about VPNs. I think I need to know. Maybe I'm going to go look up. I'm going to go look up a VPN as a sponsor. I need to make sure that they're, they're actually good. And then we got a $10 Rumble Rant from Corn on Macabre or Cornon Macabre or Cor Non Macabre. Viva, look up Techno Trucker on YouTube. Top result. That was my favorite moment of the convoy. Hold on. Let's do it. My, it Am I, is there music in it? I don't want to. I don't want to run into issues. Um, although you remind me of Techno Viking. Do you remember? Like I was at that protest, and I was I was going down to the. I had my nicknames for the spots where I was like, you know, documenting the dance dance revolution at the intersection of Rideau and Wellington. And then I met. And then I met. Um, oh, geez, come on, come on, the singer, the the the, the wonderful voice singer, Tristan Tristan Sult. I met Tristan Sult on the first day and I ran into her and it's blistering cold. And there's like a crazy woman running around with a guitar, wanting to sing. I was like, Oh, and then she's like, can I sing? I was like, yeah, sure. But there's a lot, a lot of people watching. And I, and I, I wasn't sure that she was going to like make me cry with what she's saying. That might be what we're going to do. We're going to end it on that people. Hold on. Let me find that and, and, and bear with me while I do it. We're going to, we're going to have to end on something beautiful. Um, did I make a highlight? Give me one second. Hello. Uh, is he with a kid? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Come on. All right. Um, let me see if I can't find this. Tristan Sult Eva Fry. Wait, it was Tristan. Oh, no. Ottawa protest, Viva Friday. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to find it. I'm not going to be able to find it. It was day one. I'm not going to be able to find it. Unless. Have, have I made a mistake on her name? Chat, help me out here. You know who I'm talking about. Come on. You know who I'm talking about. Uh. Trista. It was Trista, not Tristan. Hold on. I'm just going to go to Instagram. I know that she's there. I, I won't be able to get the clip. Go, it, Trista. People, I'm, I'm losing my, I'm losing my freaking mind. Oh, it doesn't matter. I won't be able to find it. Just reading the chat. Tristan, it was Trista. 
Trista, I cannot believe that I'm actually blanking right now. If my wife were here, Trista, Tristan. Nobody can help me in the chat. Come on, you know what? She sang Amazing Grace. It made it made it gave me goosebumps. Okay, I won't be able to do it. Um, but that's it. All right, I, th I think that's all we have. I, what else is there? Did I did I miss anything, chat? I mean, is there anything that um, it's a it's a dark day, but I guess it's always darkest before the dawn. You just never know when the dawn is coming when it keeps getting darker and darker. So uh, that's it. It wasn't Trista Freeland. Viva, you're missing the Toronto rally live now. All right, people. Well, let's let's do that. That might be the um... Trista Souk. Thank you very much. It's Trista Souk. Let me see if I can't find this real quick. Lack Trista Souk. It was the best. It was. Oh, there was so much beauty in that. Trista Souk. Viva Fry. Yes. Yes. Is this it? It's someone else's clip, and I don't care. I get to, oh, yes. People, we're going to end on this. Amazing Grace is the most beautiful song ever. Let's get a bunch of cliches in here. It's always darkest before the dawn. We just don't know when the dawn is coming, and it seems to be getting darker and darker. This too shall pass. Lord loves those who help themselves. Lord loves a working man. God helps those who help themselves. Um, all that it takes for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing Come on, let's get another one of the uh, kitty, kitty cat holding onto the things. You, you know where I'm going with this. I will um, get over this, this dark um, mood for the day. Brewster McBrewster21 says, it's nice that you interact with the live chat. Thank you. And I'm going to go back to Rumble and uh, frolicking with Gad. <laughs> I'll share the picture on Twitter and in locals of Gad and I at the beach. I just could not share it yesterday. It would have been contextually inappropriate and I didn't feel like it. Um, I didn't feel as in, it was not appropriate. Okay, anyways, all that to say. Um, let's let, get some cliches in. Always darkest before the dawn. You in Florida, far away from the front, says Lotus Land 49. Yeah, I look, uh, I, 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 we, all, we all do what I think is, is um, where we think we are the most useful. That and um, there, I'm I'm not hiding the fact that I just it's not a healthy place to to be with kids in Canada. It's it's an unhealthy country to be raising a family in. So I'm not going to, not we'll definitely not apologize. And um, and uh, the, the irony is, Bill C11 passes. There will be an outflux of commentary, news, political content out of Canada. Because Trudeau is going to turn Canada into a hermit country like North Korea in the absence of a war. And that's it. Okay, now what I'm going to do. We're going to end it with a white pill. Trista Souk, the first day of the protest. I'm going to play it out, take my face out. Next time I'll try to, you know, maybe I'll do something. I'll try to end the stream on Rumble and try a Locals exclusive, but I'm going to get outside, get some sun, go fishing if I can, um, eat some food first, first and foremost. But everyone, amazing grace. If this doesn't give you goosebumps, check your pulse. Trista Souk. T-R-I-S-T-A Souk, S-U-K-E. Um, and I wrote a protest song called Smile. I sang it yesterday. Do, 
if we okay, look, we're, gonna, we're we're doing this, people. We might get two songs. How? Okay, go on. Uh, hold on, but I need the mic to be relatively near you. This might not be the Amazing Grace. Work logistics. Be her, her original song. Uh, so now, are you? The, the combo goes that way, right? Like that's more. Open You're a bulger other. on mine. Did you just get here? Yeah, I got here, but I came up from Elgin Street or Elgin. I so the main there. stage is the Parliament, right? No, that, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Up. But this it goes down that way. Uh, I have no idea. I just came here to show my support to these truckers that are stuck here. Okay, go for it. Um. I'll just sing like one verse because my hands are gonna be so. I cold. know, no pressure, no pressure. Like I once was ours, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was great. Oh, I messed up. I messed up. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, and I'm cold. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I, I promise not to cry on camera. Uh, thank you. That was beautiful voice. I was so nervous. Sorry, I'm like nervous. No, 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 no. Watch over.